This is a production from The Companion. Sci-fi served fresh. Welcome to my interview with one of the few actors who has appeared in all three Stargate shows. He's gone on to act in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Best Picture winning The Shape of Water, and a ton more. From The Companion, this is my conversation in sci-fi with a smart, funny, and very talented David Hewitt. Quick note before we begin the podcast. If you're a big Stargate fan, you might want to sign up to our membership on The Companion and listen to the full conversation. It's for our members. The episode is twice as long, there's a bit more depth, and they talk about a wider range of topics that I think the more insider fan would be into. And for a limited time, you can sign up to The Companion and save 50% on annual memberships. The link is below. Thanks and enjoy the show. One of my favorite Brad Wright quotes, now that we're recording, um, is I remember saying like, oh my God, there's just so much, I've just like, it was some, it was some episode, I was like, it's just an awful lot of techno babble to get through. And he's like, that's not techno babble, that's gold. <laughs> I was like, one of my favorite Brad Wright quotes. I don't gold. remember saying that. I'm I, giving you gold, I boy. Don't, I don't think I said that. That this sounds is more thing like about, Rob Cooper. The great thing about age is that you just get to just forget all conveniently all those things. That, uh, <laughs> yes, you know, yes, yes, yes. what I'm doing. Like, now. I remember the time he went streaking through the set. See, that didn't happen either. <laughs> but it could have. But it well, could have. And... Actually, it kind of did, didn't it? I mean, well, you know, yeah, the duet. Possibly. Duet was kind of was oh, some nudity. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Duet. Oh, my God. You kissed McGillian. It was great. I, I did. I did. Yeah. 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 He's got very soft lips. <laughs> we were crossing boundaries, man. We were I mean, in the sense that we were in other people's bodies at the same time as we were. It was a first. It was it was it was it wasn't the was it the first man on man kiss in science fiction? No, I yeah, I can't believe that. I I don't know. I don't know. At it was the very least well, there must have been some kind of some kind of uh, you know space porn that must have been done before that. It it might well. have been the first man on woman in the body of a man science fiction. Huh. Certainly that had been scooped up by a Wraith Beam. Right. The more we narrow it down. That was pretty unique to the show. Yes. 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 Of right. Course. If it is a first, right. Right. Exactly. exactly. It was the first time I'd kissed I'd kissed Paulie and we'd got we got pretty drunk before. So yeah. I mean <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, no, no, not 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 before the scene, but in general, oh, we had I done see, a lot of I drinking see. together in the past and it had never ended up with that. You know, you know who who was when you guys, when you and jo- this is a strange uh, segue, but when you and 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 Joe Flanagan uh, did uh, the beer on the pier scene in the shrine, oh, yeah. which yeah. is probably my favorite scene from the uh, from Atlantis, or even that I've that I've written, and he was drinking real beer. And oh, was he pounding it? Oh yeah, yeah. You were too. It's just that you only took one sip. Oh really? I and didn't even notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah probably because I was too busy talking. Yeah. <laughs> it was gold, David. Usually the way it worked, Joe got to do all the drinking. I got to do all the talking. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a that was a good moment of drinking real beer on television. I'm amazed how many people come up and bring up that scene. Well, we'll say you know, like, "Oh my God, I just saw." You know. So David Hewlett, when was the last time we saw each other in person? I think it was probably SGU. I don't. Oh God, I don't think yeah. we've. Yeah, I don't think it was. That's the last time I can think of. And are are you in Toronto right now? Or I'm in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's I, cool. I, I, it's we're in Toronto with the plan to leave since we arrived here, but we've it's been seven years now. We just don't. I just keep yeah. more and more robots show up, and I and I we just stay. Well, I'm from Toronto, so and I have a place there, and I'm and I'm and I go there in the summertime. So uh, maybe we'll see you then. Are you double vaxxed good yet? I'm single vaxxed. I'm double vaxxed. 
Oh, good for you. How'd yeah, you pull that weirdest, off? Well, this is the thing is, so I'm working on a show that I'm not allowed to name with a certain friend of ours. And uh. they, because of, they've got this massive, obviously budgets, but they've also got this massive uh, COVID team. And the COVID team looks for expiring viruses. So literally this guy expiring um, vaccines, this guy literally came up to me and said, said like, yeah, well, it expired uh, on Friday, but they've extended it to Monday. So ah! <laughs> that was it. And I was, Perfect. and that was my, that was my double back. It's so. still mostly good. It's still mostly, mostly good. Yeah. Yeah. When it's not, it can't be worse than the virus. No, I, I bought the home virus mixing kit, uh, vaccine mixing kit uh, rather. And, uh, and I made my own. It's, it's like, uh, you, you bake it at uh, Fort. No, of course not. Uh, it's, you know, uh, I've got friends who did. No, you don't. I've got biohacking friends. I've got a bunch of biohackers who I, Dude, I have been just geeking out since we since we last we spoke. That's all I've been doing is geeking out. Well, I know, and this is the funny thing about Twitter and and Instagram and 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 all the all the social media. I, I feel like I've seen you more recently. It, it's like, oh, there's David. Well, likewise, I yeah, and and, and you know, I, I I know you, I know you, you have a three D printer. I I now have two three D printers. I'm building a massive CNC machine right now, which is the 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 you know the yeah. computer numerical controlled router. Right, that's um, that's how we uh, that's how we build a lot of set pieces with this big CNC machine. Well, this is it. So I actually wanted to ask. I've got a question for you, Brad. Right? Yes, David. When you first started doing SG one, none of these tools were available to you. So they were all were all of the props handcrafted. Then we had to carve everything out of solid pieces of wood. Yeah, that's how long ago it was. We took uh, no, I, I, we we there was machines and and but we, there were, we were wooden. A lot of the props there was a lot of like painted wooden stuff though. Yeah, yeah, there was. I mean, uh, well, uh, molded plastic. Right. A lot we did like a lot of guns are molded plastic pieces. And the vacuum form stuff. I mean, it's not we're not that old. I mean, we're not going. No, you but know. you were pre three, but three D printers were crazy expensive. Like oh, they, well, were. they didn't even and, exist and in SG one time. The the beginning of SG one, did they? No, but I I don't know if you ever saw. I, I had a three uh, D. I said I asked the they had a three D printer uh, in the art department for modeling and stuff, mm. and I asked them to make me a model of like the the shuttle and of Destiny, so I could stop using an eraser as the ship <laughs> during during a video uh, video. Like, like when you're when you're doing a, a previs and yeah. when, you're, when you're talking about I want the ship coming in from left to right and you know when you're trying to describe to your visual effects supervisor the shot yeah because you know the producer kind of becomes the director in those shots helping to guide what you know what you want the shot to be and I asked them to give me little models and they made me I don't know if you ever saw it but they made me like a a two foot long model of the destiny and put it in a glass case Keeners. it was stunningly beautiful and I said but I what can't do you do? like bring <laughs> It was like yeah, it's to come in. Oh God! I think they yeah. misunderstood me. I think they wanted it to be this thing that I did, you know, that I wanted to put on my desk. Right, right. It, it was just, it was just too indulgent. Yeah. I said I can't be the only one that has one of these. I mean, you know, Rob and, and well, now and you're the, not all the other producers and anyone and with you guys. No, I, I sent it to MGM. Oh, did you? Oh, nice. It, yeah, exactly. MGM. I sent the big beautiful one. Well, MGM just so so, so they're now Amazon. Is that is that the deal? Well, it'll take a while, uh, and for all the fans who have been, uh, oh, they've all got plans. Asking right. me, does this oh, does this immediately mean you get to make a show with Amazon? As well, no, instantly they have to go through compliance and and uh, and oh, who have one day turnaround shipping on, uh, on no, Star they're series? Yeah. <laughs> shipping. Yeah, deliver deliver Stargate tomorrow, please. Yeah. if you get Prime, it'll take a little while for them to go through that. But the truth is, MGM has always been for sale. 
like since I started working with them in 1994, and I think this is the fifth or sixth yeah. sale of the of MGM. And every time I know the process, it takes a while, right. and then the new people show up and they go, "Hello," right? And you go, "Hello, that's me," and I've been making your little show for a while. And, and they, but this is a bit different. I was say everyone works out of boxes too. I remember going to see, going to MGM at one point in LA, and I couldn't believe that there was like this. Everyone had boxes. They were all like literally cardboard boxes in all of the offices. Yeah. Yeah, because they don't expect that yeah. to be there long. Yeah. But uh, oh God, when when uh, SGU got canceled, it was uh, I was trying to make an SGU movie. Right. And 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 I don't know if I, you even know this, but you were I had already written the opening scenes and you were in it. Woohoo! Because the plot, well, sorry, it didn't happen, but the plot was a rescue mission that uh, with elements of Atlantis and SG-1 right. going to save the Destiny who were stranded. Right. And, you know, I mean, what a- what Someone a great... had to fix that mess, Brad. And it, of course it was yeah, going to be McKay. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> and, and then you stick your finger in the wrong socket. <laughs> exactly, and... exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hilarity ensues. Uh, I hadn't got to that scene yet, but- no, you were on the moon uh, with Atlantis in the background. It was so cool. It was so beautiful. And I, and, and I was talking with the, with the folks at MGM about it. Mm. And, and they were saying, yeah, yeah, no, I think we can make this happen. Keep the sets up. We kept the sets up for months right, right. while I was typing. And then one day I, I tried to call that person and it was, they no longer work at MGM. And I went, no, no, no. I was just talking to them yesterday. No, they no longer work at MGM. And I, that was it. Cut off. It's like agents. The same thing. I found like I would get agents yeah. would call me and say, hi, I'm your agent. I'm like, what? What, what? what happened to the last guy? And they're like, oh, yeah, no, he's not there anymore. And we don't talk about him yeah. <laughs> or her. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you're, you know, it's it's fine. It'll, it'll be what it is. I can't imagine Amazon is not going to take advantage of the IP. I mean, that's why they bought MGM. Whether or not it's uh, it, it, they, they want to include me is probably still up in the air. But I was, I don't know if you know this, but I had uh, I had a development deal with MGM. Right, right. That and and had and and was and was working on on a on a pilot just as COVID hit. And that slowed the process down considerably. Huh. And of course the sale, uh, the impending sale was probably happening for many months before we found out about it. Of course, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But there is a project. There is a project in development. Oh, fantastic. Well, that so that's because well, I'd heard, yeah. I hear things all the time. And I'm always, a little, I've yes. got to the point now where I'm a bit like you with the like, hi, hi, yeah, yeah. You know, nice to meet you. You know, see what happens. <laughs> you mean a bit of a cynical old yeah, bastard? Exactly, exactly. I think yeah, we always yeah. were to some extent, Brad, though, I think. we. You know, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. We have that in common. But uh, yeah, I because I hear about new shows all the time. People keep saying like, oh, there's a, a new article. And it's like, no, it's not. It's an article from like five years ago where someone's like found it again and gone like, see, they're making it. It's got to be finished by now. Yeah, yeah. It's it, There's a bit of a lack of awareness to how long this stuff takes, right. even when it gets greenlit. Yeah. I mean, now Atlantis was a different story. Uh, we were trying to get Atlantis going. Sci-fi was really on the fence. Mm -hmm. Like they, they, they weren't, they were like, ah, I think it was, I don't know whether it was budgetary or ultimately they, they wanted both. And mm -hmm. we, we, we didn't think it was, we were going to have enough money to, to do both. Um, right. Is that why we did that planet of mist? Is that why we did the planet of yeah. mist in the first, the first season? That was in the second season. I think. Was it second season? Oh, right. yeah. Whispers. <laughs> that was, that was, that was in that giant stage yeah. that we built that we couldn't afford to light. So we just filled it full of smoke and, and, uh, I remember that. It was and, good. And actually. all of the, it was a fantastic episode, but it was, I remember just looking around and seeing all of the crew with these masks on, these, these like breather masks. <laughs> yeah, and, you, you don't get one. Yeah, right. It's fine. In small doses, it's fine. I'm like, okay. But I've been here all day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, 
<laughs> no, we, but we, when they finally did green light it, it would to, to make the, the date they wanted us to make it. Um, we had, we had to build the set, finish writing the script and cast it right. really all at the same time. Right. So, I mean, when you started working on day one, and I think you were the, last person yeah cast they were already filming they were already filming i remember it vividly you taking me around that set and that's when i was like oh my god like it was like <laughs> and you were like geeking out running up and down the stairs and like look at this look at this look at this it's like it was just fantastic but yeah they were already filming it was a that. cool set oh it's gorgeous Absolutely. but the paint was still wet i mean that's how that's how rushed it was uh yeah i remember but we knew you it's not like you were new to us because you were you were on SG one. Oh yeah, no, I had like such an advantage on them. That was always my big thing with with the McKay thing was I was like the entire of Atlantis was more about explaining why McKay was the way he was rather than having to explain who McKay was, which is which is great. I remember being on the bulletin boards. Oh my god, I just dated myself, haven't I? Uh, <laughs> on the the boards on um, on Gate World because when I did the first SG one episode, I asked, I said, is there like a Bible or something just so I can get sort of the background on. And and production uh, printed out like the Gate World, um, uh, you know, compendium of all of the. And I got this like stack of paper like this big, and was reminded of my sister who used to fax me websites. Look at this website, and the right. fax would show up. And, and <laughs> so I went to. That's funny. So I spent a lot of time on Gate World um, doing research when we first when I first did the show, and um, and then there were the boards, and I went and checked the boards when we first started Atlantis. And literally got into a discussion with one of the fans who was like, well, of all the people, of all the fantastic characters from SG-1, why would you pick that lemon-hating asshole? And, and we went back and forth. I was like, yeah, no, I know, because I was pretending to be someone else. Um, and, yes. and went back and forth with him because I was truly, like, I was, I was like, no, I, 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 I'm su as surprised as you are type thing. So, but it was great. It was but it was fun. It created humor. It gave you a place to go over, yeah. you know, over a long arc. I mean, yeah. you had a starting place that was more two-dimensional than the character became, obviously. Right. Well, it's the, and, it's you know, the that guest was star one... problem, right? It's that always the guest star problem. How do you turn a guest star into more than just a, a way of getting that story to work for the, the main, main characters, right? Well, yes and no, because we, we were, we, we thought, we, well, we, we want, why don't we just, why don't we just bring in David? I mean, I mean, you, we knew you had the chops, right? To, to be more than the, the, the tour dimensional character that you had appeared in SG-1. Mm. We knew you had the reign as you demonstrated in the shrine episode. Right. That, uh, that, uh, I mean, that was, fantastic. you know, what motivated that. No, that my, my dad had Alzheimer's. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and Bob Picardo tells a story in it, in that episode that kind of happened to me with my dad oh my and god. he nailed it oh my god he was so good he's brilliant he passed uh he, he passed a couple years, my dad passed a couple years ago oh i'm of so, alzheimer's. so but, sorry no but uh, how does alzheimer's get you eventually what's the is it a well, it affects the whole it affects the whole brain not just the uh not just your cognitive functions so it's it shuts you down right it, it's uh it, 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 it affects your ability to speak and to uh you know eventually everything comes oh. up the brain cool. but uh but but that thought and when i when and it was not early in his diagnosis but it was early enough that it made me think oh my god how horrible it would be to to know that's leaving mm -hmm. that you're that mm -hmm. you who you are is going to go away mm -hmm. of course one of the gifts of, of alzheimer's if there are any is that your awareness that you're that there was something wrong is often one of the first things to, to go, go right which, which is what happened with my father mm. he didn't he didn't even realize that he was being diminished but it struck me that rodney mckay whose 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 identity was wrapped around his his genius mm. 
or perceived genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he was a genius. Clearly, he saved the he saved Atlantis. I don't know how many. Yeah, times. yeah. yeah. It struck me that that knowing that that was going to leave him was was a powerful. Oh God, yeah. Thing. I mean, that's just a nightmare. Isn't it, it is, and the scene with you and your real world sister. Yeah. Oh my God. She's just had so a baby. Cool. I know. Yeah. See, I know these things because of Twitter. Right. The world. I try to talk about her as little as possible, but, but, uh, but yeah, it, com- <laughs> it comes up every so often. Yeah. I love your, uh, I love your uh, on- online uh, relationship. It's very funny. It's very much, I don't know if it's very much like our, our offline relationship as well, actually. But uh, um, oh, well, yeah, yeah, no, she's, she's like, she forgot, she never got the note that I was supposed to be the talented one in the family. So she's now, you know, she's got, my wife has just produced her first feature film which is a musical uh, Kathleen Turner is in it of all people. Um, Get out of here. I got to meet Kathleen Turner. And let me tell you, that voice is fantastic. Um, yeah. She's boy, what a character. She's amazing. But um, yeah, it's musical. It's got, it's uh, she's, she's written the music. She's written this beautiful script. It's like, and Jane's just, just produced it. So, and she, same thing as That's you, great. She, she was set to go and then COVID hit. And of course, low budget indie filmmaking is not the way to, is just not, is, doesn't work with COVID protocols. Oh my God! Well, you you've been working obviously yeah. through it. Yeah, um, surprisingly but... a lot. Weirdly a lot. Yeah. No, why are you so surprised? You're an incredibly talented actor. <laughs> Thank you. That's it's very, <laughs> you, you very kind me. of you. You kill me. It's very kind of you, but, no, but I, I'm you, always you, surprised. You, that to be honest, I've like, maybe you know really because I would have cast this guy. Yeah, he was in I'm, the same room with me. I literally do that. I'm like, really? You know what? <laughs> that Greg Brick guy is so good. I literally did that the other day with a oh. friend of mine called. Do you know Greg Brick, an actor called Greg Brick? I, I, yes, he's, he's. I don't know him personally. He's wonderful. Like, if there's ever a part for me, you should definitely consider him. Um, because he's, <laughs> because I just love the guy. He's just fantastic. And I keep doing things like, like literally, I'll be like having a chat about someone. Like, there's a role that's good for you. I'm like, you know what would be better for that would be. And um, there's a story. I have a, a an old an old friend of mine who we used to date years and years ago, and she was at a meeting um, about a um, about some scheduling. She's an AD, and she was doing some scheduling for a film. And uh, they said, oh, we've got, yeah, we got to work around David. There's some stuff. And she's like, David Hewlett? And they're like, yeah, David Hewlett. Because you're working around his schedule? Like, what schedule does he have? And they're like, what is your problem? She goes, well, he hates working. <laughs> like, so she was just surprised that I was doing more than one project at the same time. Because I also, I also hate doing two things at the same time. I hate being split focus. I just, I hate it. I know I should, because that's where the money is but but i i um it's well no what i where you hate it is when you're trying to do 14 episodes at the same time (laughs) often did on stargate john John smith our our producer was like i think we could shoot this we have 15 minutes here where we could shoot this Uh, he would go no throw me the that's it throw me this that's That's it it. i'm on my breaking point okay fine yeah that's usually how it worked yeah there'd be like a mckay as i would go full mckay and then back off and go sorry fine go let's do it I remember what killed me is you would come in. I don't remember the episode. I just remember you, uh, me giving you this ridiculous amount of words and you just not only memorizing them, but just, just, well, I did that. I did this, not just to you. I did this to uh, Shanks and, and yeah. to uh, Amanda and as well. Yeah, like these yeah. giants, mm-hmm. these giant speeches of, of, uh, of science fiction gold. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like you at all. And um I only did that because of our earlier conversation. But then one day we, we had to had to finish the scene the second day. Mm. And 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 you said, oh, don't do this to me. And and it was because and the next day you were struggling with the lines. And I said, you knew this cold. And you said, I I can only learn it for a limited amount of time. I have it's and the weirdest thing. Me. Yeah. 
There's like it's a, a buffer or something. Or a flush. <laughs> depending, <laughs> depending on the show you're working on. Sometimes it's a flush, I think. But um, oh, yeah, well, that's that's it's really weird. I've had and I've also the weird the weird thing about getting older is I'm noticing it even more now. Like so I did a scene in Clarice recently where which was like a big back and forth chat. Not a problem. Like word freaking perfect for everybody's coverage. Then they broke for lunch and I went, oh, God, OK. Uh, and so at lunch, I'm looking over the lines, looking over the lines, because I know what I'm like, came back and really struggled with it, like really struggled. And they're like, what is, again, same thing, like, what's the deal there? I'm like, I, I think, I think I've got a very limited RAM. <laughs> like I've got, like, it's just, there's only so much, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, your buffer is, is uh, can't be emptied. It's, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's very, it's very odd that way. But I, I still love learning lots of lines. I still, honestly, I get a weird I think it's like some kind of, it's almost like a workout to me. I go like, okay, not only do I want to get it right, but I want to get all of the words right. You know what I mean? Like it's, I, I still find a geeky joy in trying to figure it out. Yeah. You, you, uh, you were good at the lots of words. Yes. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and, and carried, carried that ball a lot in Atlantis. Jason has Let's a great quote where he said, he said, boy, you think it's hard to learn all those lines. Try listening to them. <laughs> I was always because whenever I ran into trouble, whenever I whenever I screwed up a line, I would just look at Jason and he'd and he'd immediately launch into whatever his next line was because he'd think it was his turn to talk. I was like, my he'd think it was his cue. That was my go-to, and then you'd go, Jason. <laughs> it was great, great way to divert <laughs> divert the blame. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he's a really good guy to piss off. Actually, he's a lovely man. Oh God, he would, absolutely. He was very gentle. I I remember at one, I think the first rap party he attended. Uh, uh, with the, I don't remember where we were on, uh, but it was a fun party. We were outside, and he he went boss, and he picked me up, threw me into the air, and caught me on my ass, and literally held me up in the air like I was uh, sitting on his hand, oh. sixty five feet in the air. Jesus. And then he lowered me gently to the ground. He's like a I great thought, Dane uh, Puckby. He's like a he, yeah. He's just he sort of yeah. comes in and breaks everything, but he's just so damn cute doing it that that uh, yeah. I love him. Absolutely love him. Oh, yeah. His his audition was was like he walked in and we, and we went, yeah, OK, you, you got you have the part. And, you know, and we didn't say that out loud, but that's what we were thinking. Right. Because he was so perfect for exactly what we wanted. He just got me a part. Oh, my goodness. He just got me a part. I can't say what it is, but he he literally I mean, he he's like he read the character and went, oh, yeah, that's that's Hewlett. And uh, that's great. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Friends of Jason. Let's just, you know, let's just do some reading. And then apparently they came back and went, yeah, yeah, that's Hewlett. <laughs> so, so that worked out. That's good. That was lovely. I was, that's really you know, good. I, well, you know. when you see him and if you see him, say hello for me. I will for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know how he, uh, I mean, he's, he's moved, uh, moved up in the world he, a little. He says, he says, I'm the same guy. Just the toys are more expensive. And uh, it's that's true. Sure. It really is. It's true. I mean, he's, he's just a, he's like an industry unto himself. Now he's got this, this, like, he's got his own like film production stuff. And he was always an artist, which I, I thought was, yeah. which I always used to laugh at him about, but uh, cause he'd like do found art and stuff. And now that I'm a little older, I sort of, now I appreciate that stuff. Now I go like, Oh, I guess you can sort of sit back and not just be entirely focused on work the entire time. It's like, he was wise beyond his years. Yeah. You kind of have to be though. You kind of have to be mm. right to have a, to, to bring stuff to the work. And I've said, I say this to every young writer <clears throat> to bring stuff to your work. You have to live your life. You can't, mm. you have to have other interests, other, mm. not that golf brings anything to my writing, but uh... I don't know. You hear stories, <laughs> you hear stories from people. I mean, I, it's funny. One of the, one of my biggest sort of complaints about sort of modern 
sort of Hollywood and modern, a lot of the films that are out now is I feel like it's people writing about films that they've seen rather than experiences they've had. Absolutely. And, and, and I'll read a, a script, like a, a big expensive feature, and I'll see the, this, this part that was lifted from this movie that mm -hmm. I loved. And, that, this, and they think that, you know, it's, it's, and I'm not saying we didn't do that all over the place in Stargate, but come on, we had to come up with 300 and yeah. some odd episodes. But I think, again, they were more homage rather than just direct ripoffs. I mean, we almost always referenced them. When it happened, people would say things like, hey, that's like the scene in Alien or whatever. Like, I mean, like that's yeah. like it was always yeah. that was part of the charm, I think, for it. But nowadays you get these like my biggest complaint is, is, is watching like early, early 20s, late teens discussing the nuances of movies that they were not alive when they came out. They're like, oh, you know what the best yeah. zombie movie is. And you're like, shut up. You've never seen, like, you never watched the George Romero black and white. Like, I mean, it's like, it's so obviously written by like some 40 or 50 year old who's trying to write for a, you know, who's trying to do the banter from, you know, Tarantino like banter about movies. You know? That very, that scene when it came out, mm -hmm. that movie, that black and white movie, it, it seems quaint now in comparison, but boy, it scared me to the core yeah. the first time I saw that movie. It, it's, it's amazing how, like, so my, my kid is 13 now, my, my son, that little that little drooling thing that was on the Wraith set the last couple of uh, last week or so is now 13 and is watching all of this anime stuff. And it's so interesting to watch them discover stuff and think that this is the first time it's been done. So I keep trying to go back. And of course I get the eye rolls and the, you know, the, oh, you want, you like that. You should watch the original. They're like, it's boring. Yeah. It's the, yeah. they're, the attention span on these things is so different. And when you watch a movie now, when you go back and watch an older movie, there's so much like the setup and and you you realize how we've lost all of that. Like the whole first act has just disappeared into it's like it's almost you almost go straight into the second act now or you just do the third. When act. my when my girls were like 13 and 15, I said, OK, you want you want you want suspense. Let's watch the birds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They almost fell asleep. Yeah. They were like Baz really? fell asleep in Jaws. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that movie was like, I don't go in the ocean because of that movie or some swimming pools. That movie made Rob Cooper decide to make movies because he wanted to do that to other people. He wanted to, it, it, it's, it, you know, it affected him so yeah. much emotionally. He wanted, he, he realized how powerful the medium was. Really? How, yeah. old is, how old is, is Coop? Coop is, Coop's got to be he's my He's younger age. than me. But he's, no, he's yeah, like my age. all younger than me. But he's my age, isn't he? Maybe a little older? No, he's about, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm 60. You're 60. Are you 60? Really? You're all, yeah. You, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, fi yeah. Well, I'm 50 something now, 53, 52. Yeah, I think you're Rob around the same age. Yeah. So, because yeah. he, he might be a year younger. There's a couple of friends that we share from the past. Uh, so I'm, I was assuming that he was around the same, around the same age. Yeah. Now, are you still, do you still enjoy writing? I mean, are you still? I can't not write. That's, that's, I like having written, mm. right? I'm one of those guys. Right. I get an idea and I go, oh man. I got to, I got to put that down. And, and, and if I, I know if it's a good idea, right. You know, I mean, if I get a really good idea, I'll go, this is a really good idea. And I'll, I'll just keep writing it until, and, and I'm, I don't write traditionally. I like, I'll just, I just start, you know, cause if, if I get the idea, oh, really? So you're not, you're not mapping it all out. No. Well, I think it all out, but you know, when, when, when you're like, I don't know if you saw travelers, but I have not watched Travelers. Came to, I'm ashamed to say I've not watched Travelers. Please but I will. do. I it's will fun. for sure. It's good. Yeah, okay. It's up your alley. I mean, it's up your alley. I, it's in this. 
with Baz, all we end up watching, it, the only time I ever get to watch television now is with my son. And the only thing he ever wants to watch is YouTube. It's the only thing. Yeah. So, yeah. but every so often we could sneak a show in. So I'll have to, I'll sneak in uh, Travelers. So, yeah. It's it's bingeable. It's it's pretty bingeable. Oh, good. It's okay. only three yeah. seasons. Okay. But the right. point is, I, the reason I'm saying that is I got the idea and went, oh, that's a series. Right. And and that doesn't happen very often. You know, you don't go, because you can't, sometimes you go, oh, that's a series. And then you go pitch it and they go, no, it isn't. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, a, a lot of the work I've done since Stargate is, is you know, pilots that, or features that just never got made. Right. And, you know, you get paid. That's the difference between, you know, when you go work, you, it, it eventually ends up on the screen. Right. Unless yeah. you get cut out, cut out of the movie. But, you know, I've written... I don't know, three or four or five pilots, uh, a couple of features that uh, haven't been made. And so it's nice when uh, it's nice when one gets the green light. That, yeah, that's that was that was that was my frustration with it. I, I like I, I tried some writing for a while and I just I found first off, I just I'm way too distracted. There's just too many. I just there's too many things that 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 draw me away from it. And which made me realize that I probably wasn't perhaps cut out for that approach but one of the other problems I, I as i hated all the sitting around talking about making things and not actually making them um yeah i yeah, love youtube true. i love youtube and i love twitch like live streaming stuff now because you can just you get an idea and you want to talk about something you just hop on and you can just do it right away and that works better for my adhd than anything else i think <laughs> i bet there's one thing that we have in, in common with uh i don't know i don't know if it's you do or not but i like i check daily mm. boca chica uh, space complex where all the uh, serial model uh, SN10 through 15, or they, are they going to launch? Are they going to do a test launch? Oh, no, uh, I don't think to know, do that. How's the, oh, it's on YouTube uh, all the time. And the, the fact that I can go onto YouTube and just say, oh, there's a rocket launch today. Yeah. And I'll just put it on my big screen on my TV and I'll watch them send a, a test rocket up into I know, space. It's insane. And I love it. The, the day, the day the Mars lander happened, yeah. you know, uh, wasn't that fun? Oh my God. Yeah. I, I just, well, the funny thing is, so I, I do this thing called tech tech bandits with a bunch of, a bunch of kids originally did it at a mm. local school, uh, just like local public school, just would go and bring old printers and stuff for them to pull apart and stuff. But I just wanted to get, my son was not interested. My son and his friends had no sense of, it was like the, Oh, the console's broken. So we throw it out. And I was like, no, 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 you take it apart right. and you make things out of it. And you, you know, you break it more. And so sort of to start with that, but now we do, I do it online, obviously, because of COVID and stuff. And, and one of the things that, that, that came up was the launch. And I was like, I was so excited because I had all these videos for them. And I was, we sat down to start watching it. And I suddenly realized they were bored out of their mind. You could hear them clicking because they were all doing, they, they all dual screen at the same time. So they're always doing games at the same time. Right. And they've seen all of this happen in movies except that they get attacked right. by aliens and there are lasers and there are, you know, and by, and from multiple angles, yeah. but there are no cameras in the real world. Yeah. And so there's no re yeah. they don't realize what, Oh my God, I sound so old and they don't understand how hard it is to put up, you know, but, but, but yeah, but okay. I, I mean, I was, I was, of the year, I'm older than you. I was of the generation that uh, was, uh, you know, nine years old uh, when the, when we landed for the first time on the moon right. and uh, that still blows me away. And my dad, my dad was pissed off because we 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 had just got a color TV and the damn thing was in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> what a ripoff! Oh, they got to get better content but, but, for this thing. Exactly, but no, but I think, and I used to say this with Stargate too. It's so easy to 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 become jaded to the the uh, awe of mm. what what you're doing, like going through a Stargate to another planet 
became so routine for you guys mm. as actors, but as, as people actually doing it, you had to remind yourself every time, oh, right, I'm going through a Stargate to another planet yeah. through a wormhole. And, 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 you know, that is awe-inspiring on some level. You can't get so blasé about it that it's like, oh, yeah. That, well, that was just funny because one of the decisions I made with McKay was that that he hated it. Like he, I never said it, yeah. but just the idea that whenever I stepped through it, it was always like, uh, like it was just. Oh no, no, you I, you, you showed it. And that was the only way it. I could rem I could remind myself because again, that's it's that and also peril. As the other thing I notice on a lot of these shows is people forget that even though yes, their lives are in danger every week, your life is in danger. Like it's it it doesn't get any less. You know, yeah. So there's a lot of this, like, ah, oh, look out, we're all gonna die, and it's like, no, no, no. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I know this happened last week, but it's happening again. Uh, it's happening again. Yeah. I know. From the companion, this is Brad Wright's podcast, Conversations in Sci-Fi. If you want to listen to the full extended episode, listen to previous interviews, read hundreds of in-depth articles from our journalists, authors, and showrunners, all on a weekly basis. And you can get all that and more by becoming a member today. Do it. It helps keep the companion ad-free and clickbait-free. Just click the link below, and for a limited time, you can sign up to the companion for 50% off your yearly memberships. Thanks for listening and supporting. Hi there. This is Chief Master Sergeant Walter Harriman, your favorite gatekeeper. Have you ever wondered what it takes to become a certified Stargate technician? Well, now you can find out because I'm gonna share my knowledge and experience with a select group of aspiring and enthusiastic gators. I wanna give you a chance to be a hero too. That's why I'm happy to announce that on March 11th, I'll be taking a small number of students for my class, Gate Tech 101. Tickets are on sale now at thecompanion.app slash events. You won't wanna miss this because it's not just a Stargate masterclass, it's a Stargate Chief Master Sergeant class. See you there. But for now, Chevron 7 is locked. <laughs>